Jodie Whittaker falls to Earth as the newest Doctor in the Doctor Who series. Disney's decided why make original content when we can remake all of our cartoons into live-action adaptations. Have you seen the list? It's like all of them. Say it ain't so, Cap. Chris Evans has dropped hints that Avengers 4 may be the last time we see his rendition of Captain America on the big screen. But who else may be following him out? All of this and so much more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directives. Get plugged in. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! What's that? Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Let me ask a question. Do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. And this is the Geek Underground episode number 20. 20? How did we jump to 20? Because we did 19 last time. No. Yes, we are actually at 20 now. Now, it's been a long... I know it's been a long time. Our our summer was crazy. Whose fault was that? It was all of our faults. Yeah. Maybe the two weeks we were away at camp was partially my fault, but the last three weeks... All on you. Hey, I said that I would call from America and we could do it. But and that, I that, did. I was ready I to know, do it. You never did it. Well, I am back from America. This is Dadpool. And the trash panda. And <laughs> so much has happened, though. So much has happened in the last few weeks. A lot has happened. I've been doing tons and haven't been able to do anything. I've been keeping up with the with the wonderful Facebook page and you've been gallivanting around America. Hey, I've been posting on Instagram as well and, and making sure that we have wait, our social wait, media presence wait. up to date. But, there, but just I, I was looking at all the things that, that we can't even touch on today. So multiple X-Men Phoenix trailers have dropped. Captain Marvel trailer dropped in the last three weeks. The Fantastic Beast trailer that confirms that Nagini, you know, Voldemort's snake, was actually a, a, a chick, a live person, and then she's cursed and becomes the snake. Like that was that happened this last time, and that that's that's something that's kind of even still blown my mind. Charlie's Angels getting a reboot, um, Space Jam getting a, a number two. Brian Singer directing Red Sonia. We got a first look at Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. We finally have a well, a fourth release date for the next Avatar. At first, it was 2014. Then it was 2017. Then 18. And now December of 2020, we'll have Avatar the sequel. That's nice. You're missing the most important thing, though. Hold on. I'm still running down the things that I've missed. Uh, for Children of the uh. 80s, I'm getting there. The Dark Crystal has almost wrapped on their Netflix-produced series. There'll be a 10-episode series of The Dark Crystal. Children of the 80s. You were born in the 80s. Yeah, Did you- and I love the Muppets. But you know what? The Dark Crystal was... I know there's people who will fight me on this. The Dark Crystal was not good. I love Labyrinth. Do a Labyrinth show! They might. No, Labyrinth's better than the Dark Crystal. It's actually one that I I watched a ton as a kid. 
Now, I, watching it now, cool, she did. but I'm saying watching it now, it's not one that I necessarily really want to go back to, but they're still, they're making that. Henry Cavill is out as Superman. This is some also just ground-shaking news where in the span of six months, DC has lost both of their tentpole characters. Ben Affleck out as Batman, Henry Cavill out as Superman. What is going on at DC? I have no idea. Why, why do people not want to stay and be a part of that? It just Because ugh. they're silly. We have talked about this. And we have. No plan, no direction. People don't want to be a part of what you're doing. Boo. Get it together. And, and then lastly, Nick, Nicolas Cage needs to do some personal inventory of his talents. Uh, he came out recently and said that Ghost Rider would be as big as Deadpool today if, if he were to have come out just a few years later. And I'm like, you know, Nick Cage, I love you. <laughs> you are amazing, but you are not Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Ghost Rider. Cagey, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cage. I'm I, a sexy cat. I, I love you, Nick Cage, but you would not be as big or bigger than Deadpool if you came out. Um, now so no, yeah, i'm sorry and that's no. that's uh yeah and th th these are the things that i would normally focus large chunks of time on but i can't You're because we've just missed so much missing the best thing about the last three weeks okay so what in the last month has jumped out at you it was shark week it's Hoo -ha -ha. shark week Hoo -ha -ha. shark week you got your Meg fix. You saw the Meg. Doesn't matter. You saw that I won it the bet. Does, and no, it, you didn't. I, I, we have this. Uh, we, we could go back and listen oh to the recording gosh, of last no, episode. You did not win the bet. There was no winning from you of the bet. Well, you didn't did win not either. Happen. Well, you didn't win, so I must have won. No, you didn't. You haven't even seen the movie. Did you win? I'm just asking. I want to want to make sure that people know where we stand on the bed. I'm going to start throwing sharks at your head in a minute. <laughs> and she is actually surrounded with little soft. Well, they're soft, plushy sharks. They wouldn't hurt that much. You want to bet? I guess coming mm -hmm. at the right velocity, they they could and hurt at the right place. <laughs> no, it was Shark Week, and the best thing ever. Well, two great things happened in Shark Week this year. Okay. Actually, three. Explain. Okay. So first thing is uh, they discovered a new lantern shark and this girl that was on this documentary gave it its new name and it became the ninja lantern shark. The ninja lantern shark. There is shark. A now a ninja lantern shark and it's a real thing. You see, I think people watch Shark Week for the same reason that people watch NASCAR. You watch NASCAR not because you really enjoy the racing, but you just want to see a wreck. And when you watch Shark Week, you just want to see one of those guys get no. eaten. That's why people watch Shark Week. No. Yes. No. That's why most people watch Shark Week. Uh -uh. Is somebody going to get eaten no, this episode? No, no, Otherwise, no, it's just no, all okay. No, Go no, fast no. forward, fast no, forward, fast Bell, forward. Bear Grylls even drenched himself in whale oil and fish guts and jumped in, uh, in the water with sharks that were in a feeding frenzy. Did not even look at him. They were just like, eh, you're not food. That's because they're like, you are Bear Gryllis. We would not eat. You would come after our children. Whatever. I mean, the, the sharks know. The sharks know. Okay. So, okay. so then we've got the Ninja Lantern Shark. Okay, well, that, oh, that, was, that, that is actually very cool. That is really cool. That you have a ninja shark. Num that sounds like Smash Up, actually. Yeah, probably. You would have the Ninja Laser Sharks. Actually, we do. Have, you can have you ninja can sharks. You can have ninja sharks. You can have ninja sharks. That's amazing. Um, For those that haven't played Smash Up, it, it, it's a, a class-based game where you have all of these different classes. You could be aliens or ninjas or warlocks, and you select two of them randomly. You don't know what you're going to get, and then you have this mashup. You could be the ninja rainbow kittens or the or ninja, is it rainbow unicorns, and there's the angry rainbow kittens. Rainbow kittens and the... Um, 
the grumpy cats. Grumpy cats. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, you, you can end up with these mashups of of kind of factions, and then you play your hand against other people trying to blow up bases. I guess that's going to be another like you win automatically because we always had it that if you got the tornadoes and the sharks that you just won because you're now the sharknadoes. So now if you get the ninjas and the sharks, Wait, is there? There's not one class that's win. just. Tornadoes? Yes, there is. I thought it was a Sharknado. No, it's Tornadoes. There is a Tornado class and a Shark class. And you just win automatically. If you pick the Sharknadoes? I don't think. Oh, yes, Well, you do do have about 30 different factions, so it would be very, very, very low chance of you selecting those two. So, um, second thing that was really cool is it's um, (laughs) the first year that they've been able to film in Cuba because now political tensions are a lot less, blah, blah, blah. And we can smoke Cubans in America now if you want to. it was super cool because... The reef around Cuba is completely untouched and they were making like discovery after discovery after discovery. It's super cool. But the funnest thing about Shark Week this year is um, a couple of years ago they did a, um, you can find it on YouTube, look up Snuffy the Seal. Um, And it was (laughs) this, it was this fake and I do hasten to add, it's fake. It's not real. This is what would happen in the world, but it's not real. There was a news um, like spot about, you know, everybody's so excited because this seal, you know, kind of like, um, which was hurt, had washed up on shore and they'd looked after it and they're returning it to the sea. And as they're returning it to the sea, this great white shark jumps up and eats it. And everybody's screaming and it's great. And it's like, you know, shark week's a bad week to be a seal. Loved it. This year they went once one step further. All right. Amazingly. So they're on the end of a pier. And this is a spoof though, right? This oh, is not spoof. real. Okay. No, it's a complete spoof. On the end of a pier, somebody was doing a musical concert singing Kiss from a Rose. What? <laughs> Seal Why? was standing at the okay. end of the pier <laughs> singing Kiss from a Rose, really getting into it. Massive shark jumps up and eats him. And it's still a bad week to be a seal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was so amazing. <laughs> but then, then they catch the shark, the bad shark, and then they've got it lined up and everything else, and they've got it hung up by its tail, and then it starts moving, and out crawls seal, and Snuffy the seal afterwards. So they're fine. <laughs> what? They got eaten. A year later. So Snuffy the seal a year later. Apparently. I'd say I would not It was be. funny. So, okay, what does this have to do with comics or Comic-Con or video games? This is just... This it's is about sh- pop culture and pop culture includes sharks. Yeah. No, don't eh me. Well, why does pop culture include oh, sharks? Oh, for goodness sakes. Because Shark Week is beloved the world over. Beloved by, by some no, small percentage of the world. I don't know anybody. I've never met somebody who's gone. Oh, I don't like sharks. I mean, they're there. I, I have. Whatever. I have no desire to watch Shark Week, though. Let me just share my random story. I came across this. Again, this has nothing to do with nerdy stuff, but it is pop culture. Now, a lot of people have heard of of the artist Banksy, who got his big uh, break when he was just spray painting buildings in Bristol, politically charged messages, and now his stuff sells for, for millions and millions. They'll rip down walls. And I'd like to point out it's not me. It, do you no, know it is how not, to do graffiti it is not art, you. but it's not me. Okay, so so wink, th- there, there was a, a Banksy piece that was for sale at, at uh, the auction house at, at Christie's. Yeah, is that now auction house? this was already owned by somebody else. It was owned by somebody else, and they were selling their Banksy. 
Yes, at an auction house. Now it was so once the gavel goes down, that this Banksy actually sets a record of one point four million million dollars. It wasn't that big, but it was the girl with the red balloon. So if you know any of Banksy's work or have seen it, it's one of his very more iconic pieces. Yep, the girl with the red balloon. As soon as the gavel went down and the record was set, now this is set in a frame. All of a sudden, the, the painting starts going down in the frame, and there's a shredder built into the frame, and then out the bottom comes a shredded bank picture that just sold for 1.4 million dollars yeah, but the stupid thing is is now they're saying it's worth it could be more. worth more with the fact that that banksy had this random prank and but and i don't get i don't think it i don't know if it was banksy because the thing ah. was it was owned by somebody else so who's to say that that person didn't do it that potentially but I, I still think that Banksy, though, if you know anything about him at all, this just screams him. I mean, just how awesome would that be if he's sitting? Because nobody knows who he is yet. There's there's some rumors as to his identity. I but, think it's Prince <laughs> Harry. But, but if he was sitting in the in the auction house, imagine him just sitting there. And as soon as it goes down, he just pushes a button, dink, and then it just shreds his picture. Nobody knows he's there. Nobody knows he did it. But that would be amazing. I think it's because probably he don't want his. I mean, he puts his work on a wall. He doesn't want his work being pulled off and hung up in some art gallery. It's like it's for everybody to enjoy. He's not doing this to sell it for and make private money. investors. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, I think it's funny that you'll still see like a brick wall for in an auction house or in a museum that they've just ripped off the side of a building in London, and uh, so they can put Dumb. it somewhere. It's. In, I wish. I wish I could go spray something and people would want it. Wouldn't. Wouldn't happen though. No. I have a hard enough time drawing a stick figure to have that Midas touch though. Where you know anything that you do is just worth millions instantly. As soon as you put it out there. I'm sure there's a lot of comic book artists that, that wished that, that that were the case. Where they, they do some amazing... We have some well, friends bet, in the industry that do I, amazing work. I bet Michael Turner wished that his stuff was worth what it is now. Well, yeah. <laughs> his stuff was worth a lot when he was alive. But when he passed is when it really started oh, skyrocketing. Yeah, but you, have, you still have those guys like Todd McFarlane. You go back to his pages and covers and they're, they're tens and tens of thousands of dollars. But they don't hit the, the, the hundreds of thousands and millions you'll get for, for a Banksy. But uh, yeah, to each their own if you like that stuff. Um, now let's actually focus on the geeky, geeky stuff. This mm-hmm. is the stuff that, that I'm really excited about. Uh, I, I think the number one thing, though, right now that it's going around the nerd is Doctor Who season 11, episode one dropped last night. Yes. Uh, I was reading some reviews. Uh, wh- what did you hear on it? Um, I have heard from people who have seen it that um, they liked it, that she did really, really well. Jodie Whittaker did a really good job. And from the bits I've seen of it, because I have seen a little extended view and everything else of it, I've got to say, she kind of gives me a bit of tenant there. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes, thank you, because I'm sorry, I'm not a Capaldi lover. Capaldi ruined Doctor Who for me. I haven't been able to watch it for a while because I've just been like, ugh, Capaldi, sorry. I like him. He's not Doctor Who. Yeah, I wasn't ugh, Capaldi, but I just couldn't really follow it once it went from Matt no. Smith to him. It was really hard for me to stay connected to the Doctor because I was so attached to Tenet and then Smith. I, I didn't think I could move on from Tenet and then Smith came and Smith pulled me in as well. Capaldi was never really able to pull me in the way that, that Smith and Tenet did. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really hoping this, and according to what I've read, I mean, just rave reviews all over the UK. But here's the funny thing. Uh, American Doctor Who fans, here, here's the actual headline. American Doctor Who fans are confused and angry because they can't understand Jodie Whittaker's Yorkshire accent. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I tell you what, they need to watch. Um, there's a chat show host 
Americans, you probably haven't heard of him. His name is Graham Norton. He is a BBC um, chat show host. He does like a later night and he's he's amazing. He's really, really good. He gets everybody on there and he's so down to earth and comical. But he had her explaining where she's from and what they're called. And if you can watch the clip, look up Graham Norton and Jodie Whittaker. We'll include it. We'll have a link yeah. on our comment section. It is hilarious because she has got a really strong accent but you know what i think it makes it all the more funny because she's just amazing and let's face it doctor who is a british thing so deal with it well, sorry and, and i've seen her interviewed and talking in, the, in the, the clips plenty and for me i guess i've never had a problem but i've been around english people maybe a lot more than the average mm-hmm. american has so so i mean I, and there are people that I've met over here. Well, I'll just kind of shake my head and nod because I can't understand at all what they're saying. The very thick, like a Birmingham or something where people are like chewing on their words before they spit them out. Uh, I'm not sure. And you're what... not telling me that Americans do that. Well, there, there are some, yeah, there are some Americans that will. Yeah. But, but they're usually not TV presenters or TV personalities though. Uh, but again, I haven't had a problem with Jody. Jo- Jody's been great from what I've seen. I've seen her interviewed. I've seen clips of the show. It's never been a problem. But but uh, yeah, I, I really can't wait to watch this one because I've been a Doctor Who fan since Tenet. I picked it up at the beginning of, of I went through the Eccleston year, even though it, it was tough. He still really made that bridge from the old to the new. And, and then Tenet and Smith, I'm, I'm in love with the whole Doctor Who world now. And so to see what Jody can do, I'm really, really excited. And they mm. got a, they've got a great cast. And, and apparently, even though there's a, there, there's a, it's a larger main cast, I guess it's not just like a doctor and a companion. You've got four main characters. People were saying no one's really fighting for screen time. You don't feel like anybody's lacking that it was really written well, that the new showrunner was doing amazing with uh, the first episode and the direction. They they all felt very positive was everything I've seen about that, which has made me very, even more excited to watch it tonight. So I am, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I know you have TV news now. I want to jump on some TV stuff in a minute as well. Since I have we... got some movie news. Okay. Do you have anything else? Or do you else? want to go TV well, first? We'll stay on TV right now because okay. we just did the Doctor Who. Um, so The Mandalorian. Oh my gosh. I have this in my notes. Yes. This, yes. Is, this is huge. Um, go ahead. And so I'll... we're looking at a $10 million per episode. No, $10 million, uh, 10, 10 episode. It's $10 million per episode. No. Nope. Oh, sorry. H- sorry, I was thinking 100 million for the, the no, 10 it's episodes. 10 yeah. million per episode. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, what's really great is Filoni, who did Star Wars, Clone Wars, and Rebels, and has is going to be doing the pilot episode. He's directing. directing. He's going to direct a couple of them actually. Yeah. Uh, with but John Favreau also got, producing. Um, Deborah Chow, who does Jessica Jones. Rick. Um, I'm going to not pronounce most of these right. Um, Rick Famuyiwa, who did Dope. Bryce Dallas Howard is actually doing oh. one. Um, she does Soulmates and Taika Watatiti, which is Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Three director. Um, and they're going to be doing all the season one um, installments. And possibly uh, Game of Thrones star Pedro Pascal is up for the lead role, but that hasn't been confirmed yet. As the lead, I've also heard rumors that this could be Sabine. Because if you look at the time frame, this is only... Uh, th- yeah, but I've, have you not seen the picture? Well, I have, but it's, it's more than just her. There's lots of Mandalorians, though. So there is a picture out there of, of a male Mandalorian. That yes. is true. But people are still saying it possibly could be Sabine, which timeline-wise makes sense from the end of Star Wars Rebels to the end of Return of the Jedi is only six years. Only six years has passed. So th- this is not a massive amount of time. Sabine would only be six years older. So if you could actually have this be about Sabine, I think that would be fantastic because she was really young then. And now you could have 
somebody a little bit older, maybe even just mid late twenties, Sabine, who's out mm. there uh, rocking the galaxy. And she, she was a fun character in star Wars rebels. If they could transition her and actually again, bring another cartoon character to life, that would be amazing to me. It would be interesting, especially if they've got Filoni on it. Because um, he created her. Yeah. It would be interesting to see if that's the way he's going. And I, I think that's why people have the rumors have been swirling because, because he was the creator of Rebels and Sabine there. And uh, they're thinking that possibly now, again, nothing is confirmed as far as who the lead is. No. Uh, we're still uh, years out from, well, maybe not years, but year plus out from this thing being finalized. I think it's supposed to launch with Disney Play, isn't it? Well, it said. Um I don't know about that. It is um, officially what has been said now, though, is about the rebuilding of Mandalore after it fell during the Clone Wars. Hmm. So that would be a lot earlier than Sabine. After the Clone Wars. Okay. Yes, because Sabine was, I mean, she was what, probably late teens, early 20s Mm. in Star Wars Rebels. So I don't think it's going to be about Sabine. Ah, okay. I know you're disappointed, but there we go. It'll still be fun. Now, if that is to launch with Disney Play, I've been reading up more on how that's going to work. They're supposed to come out with a lower price point than Netflix, which will be great. I mean, Netflix, uh, I think right now their their low end is $7.99 up to $13.99 for the four screens in HD. Uh, Now, of course, it will have a much more limited content catalog as you know, Netflix is, is hundreds of thousands. And I think Disney is supposed to launch with 500 movies plus all of their, all of their TV offerings as well. Now, I, I think a lot of people thought they were going to try to tie Hulu into it after they acquired the majority share now in Hulu with the Fox deal, mm-hmm. because they owned about 25% before. I think they own 60% of Hulu now, but they're actually going to stay two separate entities and Disney's R rated movies that they have produced. Those will go over to Hulu and those won't be going to Disney play. Okay. Um, but still, and that's supposed to launch next, next fall or next autumn. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, so 2019 and, and I think they're hoping to launch, I think they're hoping to launch that star Wars series with that because there's supposed to be five, uh, original series launching with, with that in, in, uh, 2019. Well, talking, carrying on with Disney, this is going to slightly movie news, but it is Disney still. I'm, I'm so, I'm so cross with Disney. I'll be honest. Why? Um, my 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 headline on mine that I put in was no Disney, just no. Okay. Lilo and Stitch. Live action adaptation. Come on. How is that not good? How could you not have fun with because, that? Because I'm sorry. I'm so bored with them doing it. They're now doing Aladdin, Dumbo, The Lion King, Mulan, Lady and the Tramp, and now they're doing Lilo and Stitch. Now, they uh, are so flipping bored and out of ideas that all they're doing is rehashing everything going, oh, look, these are all our cartoons. Let's make them live action. That makes sense. Yeah, but they don't have to necessarily be the same story. It can be all new stories, all new, all new things can happen. But they haven't been. Cinderella was with Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo and it had Gus Gus the Mouse in it and it had all the things in yeah, it and Beauty the bright and the Beast colors. was essentially the same thing. Exactly. But, but I, I think... The uh, Jungle Book, the same. Well, yeah, but Beauty and the Beast, you kind of have to follow the same model if you're going to do it. Uh, with Lilo and Stitch, you, you could go different directions with that. You don't have to necessarily just stay, you know, the way they were, experiment, whatever, 426. I'm going to think they're going to keep it like that. And it's not because I didn't love Lilo and Stitch because I That's do love Lilo That's one of my Lilo favorite cartoons of all time. But I that just, is one of my I'm favorites. just waiting for him to go, oh, Emperor's New Groove, live oh, action. Oh, Emperor's New Groove. Imagine if you actually got then John Goodman and David Spade to come and do that. 
Yeah, but they won't. Oh, I know. Actually, I, I think that probably wouldn't transition as well. Uh, but but still, I, I don't, I'd love to see a live action Stitch. I mean, that was again, that was one of my favorite Disney flicks. And uh, no, you, you're right though in the fact that they are just rehashing old things, and it seems like Hollywood does that a lot. They just run out of ideas and go, "Oh, we have this. Let's just use this," instead of actually creating something new. Oh wait, there was something new coming out that sounded very original. Um. Okay, sorry. Remind me Ryan Reynolds' video game movie when we get to movies because there's something... I have to actually look it up now because I didn't put it in my notes, but I just remembered it, and it it sounded amazing. Okay, so going back to TV shows while you look that up, um, I just finished watching The Handmaid's Tale, season one, and this is... um, A lot of people have been going on about this, and I thought I'll give it a go because it's actually written by... um, Oh, her name's... Margaret Atwood, sorry. Brain went... Then um, and I actually read some of her books in college because uh, she was one of my reading list, and so I kind of know her style. She's pretty depressing. Let's just be honest. But I watched this because I saw that uh, Rory Gilmore was in it. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look, it's Rory. Um, and there's some um, other characters that um, pop up that have been in loads of big shows. Um, really interesting, kind of dystopian future. This is not one for the kids. Absolutely not. And I would suggest it's probably not one that I would recommend to guys for the most part. Um, It's about a future society where America has basically been taken over by this cult of a sort called Gilead. And um, all women have become basically sterile, minus these random women. Um, who can still have actual children who survive. So they basically make them into cattle. Ooh. So they get clamped um, and they are given to husbands and wives in the high up in the military to basically have children for them. Just like, you know, well, um, Rachel couldn't have children with Isaac, so she gave her maidservant Belia to, you know, to basically lead on her line same sort of thing so it's it's really a difficult show to watch i'm not going to say it's not um because these these girls who are dressed like nuns in red are passed round from like family to family to basically have children wow. and they are treated horrifically absolutely horrifically um it also has yvonne stravinsky in it who was in chuck chuck um she plays She's actually an interesting character because I said to Sean the other day, I said, sometimes she does an amazing job and she's a brilliant actress in it. And then other times I'm like, dude, no, really? No, you're (laughs) not convincing me here. Um, But it's an interesting story. Um, Definitely, definitely kind of a different take on the dystopian future of a sort. Um, I'm not going to say I enjoyed it because I didn't technically enjoy it. I didn't. It's it's too it's too hard to really enjoy watching, but it is interesting and it is um yeah, it it really is a reflection on some societies I've got to say on the ways that things are done. Well, it makes and, sense uh, there's some movies that I've watched and they've been amazing and well done and and well just acted and scripted and directed, but I I, I wouldn't really necessarily want to go back and watch them again right away because no. they were very hard to watch. I mean, the Hurt the Locker was one for me that was just was that like the first amazing, four episodes because it deals around obviously these women being forced to have sexual intercourse with men that on um, you know are somebody else's husband. Yeah, um, you don't see anything. 
And I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool because, you know, they're telling you this is happening. You're kind of seeing it, but it is, you know, everything's very, you know, non-sexualized because it's supposed to be non-sexualized. Okay. And then you suddenly get to this episode and then it's like, oh, let's show everything (laughs) again, you know, and you're like... Seriously, some things are really hard to try to recommend that series to somebody. Yeah, because of now there all of is that. like a couple of episodes where you're seeing kind of stuff from the top up. There is a lot of sexual content and a lot of bad language, and there is some pretty gory scenes in it as well. Because, like they say, you know, if your eye offends you, then pluck it out. So they're like literally taking people's eyes out and like cutting off their hands if they're you know, doing, you know, they're literally This just big. sounds weird. It is. Okay. It's Margaret Atwood. I'm sorry. She writes about weird stuff, but it's one that a lot of people have been saying, oh, it's really good. You should watch this. And I was like, okay, I will check it Tried out. It and... I'm not going to recommend it. I'm not. Okay. Um, but it was interesting. I'm not, I'm going to go as far as saying it was interesting. Not a recommended one for like, oh, you'd really enjoy this because it's not one I'd say, that anybody would really enjoy and if you really enjoy it i i don't know i don't want to be judgmental but that's kind of a weird thing to find enjoyable yeah so but it does make you feel for these women you have a you have a really strong connection to these women who are running around in red and the way they're being treated because it's horrific it really is but then when you think about it in terms of these women and actual women who are being sex trafficked you know we were talking about the wayne foundation a couple yeah. of episodes ago i mean that's what some of these women go through. The, the Wayne Foundation is in an organization started by Kevin Smith that, that pulls uh, sexually trafficked women out of that there and, and helps them. Um, not not the Wayne Foundation, as in Bruce Wayne no, and Batman. No, no, no. It was just for those that might have yeah for yeah. those that might have missed that episode. But in any case, I just yeah. Okay. There you go. No, staying on on the whole uh, the TV show stuff. I mean, uh, there's just been a a big article released on the Nerdist about everything that's coming out on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime in the next month, and they're giving us every reason just to not leave the house nowadays. I mean, why do we have to when we've got hundreds of shows? We can order our food online. We don't need to leave. We can go to school (gasps) online. Discovery starts in January. That's that's January. No, but Dare. Okay, so so running down the list of a few things, you have Daredevil being released this month. uh, very, Very shortly no, no not boo boo for me looks amazing uh castlevania boo. as well on netflix boo coming to people that I, I played that game growing up as a kid and they've made an adaptation season two uh is launching uh with a whole slew of other stuff and even uh, iron fist i know it was uh, september it came out though people had a really hard time with season one because the guy that played danny rand's character it was he was very rough it was it wasn't a well done job i think he was trying to i can kind of see what he was trying to do he was a monk he's trying to play this aloof character it didn't come off very well season two he's very personable you actually kind of like him now in season two uh as far as that now amazon prime you've got mr robot season four coming the man in the high castle season three is out and again dozens and dozens and dozens of other things i'll have this link on our comment section uh the lore season two uh even things like donnie darko like there's a lot of movies that are just being added there's there's dozens and dozens of things added i'll have this list because it it is is massive and i cannot go over all of them but again daredevil season three that and he's back i don't know why he's back to his uh he's back to his original just black outfit he doesn't have his red daredevil outfit anymore i don't understand hey this is a very street level 
character that is real, that is raw, that is wonderful. I oh gosh, I just got completely like ugh. Of all of actually, and that that are a couple things as far as uh, what's going to Disney Play and what's not. All all of Disney's movies, Star Wars, Marvel are going to Disney Play, uh, but for some reason they're leaving that the Netflix produced series like Daredevil, Punisher. Iron Fist, all those will stay with Netflix. They're not going to transition over when Disney Play launches in 2019. Okay. Um, but yeah, just a couple TV shows. I think that's all I have on TV news. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can go to movie, let me start with the one Ryan Reynolds one. This okay. one, I just read about this. And, and again, it, it sounds amazing. So there, there is a movie called Free Guy. Ryan Reynolds is playing an NCP character in an MMO game. He is an NCP background. So basically his character is a background uh, computer character that just wanders around in the background of an MMO. And an MMO is a massive multiplayer Mm -hmm. online game. And uh, apparently he comes to a point where he realizes he is an NPC. And and his whole thing is now he is trying to stop uh, this game from being unplugged because when you basically pull the plug on a server, everything goes down, all the NCP characters are gone. And and so it it just sounds very original where it's kind of like red shirts. uh, If you've, is that an Ernest Klein? Yes. Okay. Uh, Ernest Klein did Ready Player One. No, no, somebody else wasn't it. No, sorry. No, it's not, um, it's not Ernest Klein. He only did Armada and. Okay. I'm ready to play one. Um, just, just another story about people that are realizing they're, they're, they're in a, a situation that's not really real. And uh, so Ryan Reynolds' character, he, he somehow becomes self-aware. He realizes he is in a video game. He is a background character in a video game. And the game is about to get shut down. And he's going to try to figure out how to stop that. Uh, there's not much else. There's no due date set. There's not even any principal filming dates that are set yet. It's just a very original idea that, sound, that sounds fun. It sounds like a whole lot of fun because we were talking about how stagnant Hollywood can be at times, and that this is very, very fresh. John Scalzi did red shirts. There, okay, and he's Sorry. and he did the the sheep one as well. Yes. Okay, uh, a really good author, John Scalzi. We'll, we'll uh, have a link. He has a lot of fun books. A lot of them narrated by Will Wheaton. If you if you do the Audible stuff, mm-hmm. um, and and again, you gotta love Will Wheaton. And if you have not heard Will Wheaton reading Ready Player One, it's fantastic. If you drive a lot, uh, and you'll you'll well. It's better than the movie. I mean, it, it's its own thing compared to the movie. Uh, and if you liked even the concept of the movie, the book is, is amazing. We, we've given out probably five or six copies of this book to friends that have loved it and not given the books back. And uh, Literally not given <laughs> the books back. <laughs> uh, but everybody we've recommended the book to loves it. Um, so, yeah. So, again, John Scousey has some by Will Wheaton. Just look up Will Wheaton on Audible, and you will find tons of stuff that, that are just good books. Not everything, though. I will hasten to add that. There is some stuff on there that I have, like, gone, no. Well, the ones that I've listened to so far from... The the science fiction stuff is great. He does some very weird fantasy books that I wouldn't recommend. So just point that out here. Um, I just... Something that's popped up on my radar this week uh, to do with movies. Mark Ruffalo teases the Avenger 4 title. Mark Ruffalo does. Was he allowed to? Is is this sanctioned? This is really funny. So um, apparently John Cheadle will no longer do press with Mark Ruffalo because he keeps getting into trouble. He's as bad as, what's his name? He plays Spider-Man. Tom Holland, who's just, every time he opens his mouth or posts a picture. I know. He he was going on Jimmy Fallon. And so he goes (laughs) and he says, I'm going to tell everybody that the Avengers 4 title. And they show him yelling something and they completely beep it out. And then... Moments after that, the Rousseau brothers tweet him and say, Mark, you're fired. And Mark's like, 
<laughs> Guys, can we talk about this? So anyway, it turns out it's a complete prank. It's not real because some body who was obviously very talented went back took the audio clip cleaned it up and the thing he yelled was avengers the last avenger that could be the title no it why can't. couldn't that be why not okay this ties in perfectly then to what what we've been talking about as far as the passing of the torch right the passing of the torch of of uh, all of the original core of the Avengers, who of them's going to die? Well, well, it could be multiple okay. now, right? You could have them wiped out. You could have down because to a single Avenger. It's ridiculous, and it sounds really stupid, and it's completely grammatical repetition, and it's dumb. It's not going to be Avengers. The last Avenger. The last Avenger. Well, it's it's like, dumb. It's like the last Jedi. Why no. Not? Because Jedi on its own is plural. Oh, it can be plural. It doesn't have to be plural. Yeah, but it can be. Avenger is not pl- plural. It's singular. Yeah. You can't have Avengers, the last Avenger. You can. Because no, you it's can't. the Avengers movie. The movie it's is called real. The Avengers. He would be fired if he well, gave away that information. He would. You're right. However, they have said that as soon as Captain Marvel's trailer had dropped... They were going to give the title out they, for the next movie, they and they haven't, haven't done yet. it yet. I know. But that should be happening in the next little bit. I know. I know. Okay, so we, we've heard now recent news that Chris Evans has hinted very heavily that he will be out after this movie, that this is his last movie. This hasn't he, been hinted. He said it. He didn't outright say it. He said, officially wrapped on Avengers 4. It was an emotional day, to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years has been an honor to everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience. Thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful. So he didn't say he's gone. But yes, we've been talking about this. And even Kevin uh, Feige. Feige. Yeah, that's right. Director of Marvel. Whatever. Okay. Director of uh, Marvel Studios has said that this will be a passing of the torch, that it's going to be probably more than, than one that, that we're losing from, from the core of the original Avengers. So this is the first one to drop. So that title, even though it could be spoofed, the last Avenger might, might not be when we have this core. If we, we could lose Tony Stark as well. Now, Thor could somehow get trapped or sent to Asgard. He's probably not going to die. I think we know that Ruffalo's okay. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, though. You don't really know for sure if, if people are, are coming or going, but we know that more than one is going to pass, and it seems that right, uh, Chris Evans has now confirmed that Captain America is indeed out. Yay! I don't think that's a yay. Chris Evans, I mean, he, he is just the... Man, he, he has such a good character. His role is needed, has been needed. I agree. And I'm not saying that I don't agree. My thing is, though, is they've been flogging the same horse for a very long time at this point. The last 10 years, in fact. And we need some fresh blood. We need to get rid of the old lot. But and he's then the bring moral the heart of the Avengers. He is the heart and core of that team. Yeah, I know. And you're right. I know you've said before, they have Tom Holland now, who seems like he is that, that pure, innocent soul that they could step into that same type of role. Not, not so much fill Captain America's shoes, but fill the role that as Captain long as America... As he gets away from Tony Stark, because Tony's all like, hey, you know... Do this, do that. Mm, he's trying to be the moral high ground, and yeah. Tony Stark cannot be the moral high ground. No, Tony Stark will probably not make it past this movie. And I mean, that'd it, be sad for Pepper, though. It would be sad for Pepper, but Tony wasn't wasn't the best guy for her. Mm. And if you've read the comics, you know that while Tony is with Pepper, he goes hangs out with the Guardians of the Galaxy oh, and I know. and gets it on with Gamora. 
which he wishes he hadn't done afterwards because Gamora teaches him a solid lesson. But yeah, but still, he's not the best guy for Pepper. So no, so lose, losing Tony is not a horrible thing for Pepper, uh, but it, it's just still, it's going to be sad seeing the number of Avengers that, that drop in this next movie because we're probably going to lose two, three, four Avengers are going to go. And, and we even know that just looking at the movie schedule. They're, they're, there's no movies for a lot of these characters going forward where there are for others. Mm. And uh, just going to be a sad day. I've been a big Chris Evans fan. I've loved that guy from from The Perfect Score, was, which was a movie way back in his probably late teens days. Yeah, but days. there's some movies of his that I like, and there's some movies I didn't. You, I wasn't a big fan of The Perfect Score, and I really didn't like that Misfit one. What was it called? The Misfit one? The one where he's part of the gang that kind of shoots up everything, and it's supposed to be kind of like red, but it's oh, not. Oh, Losers. Come on. I so love Losers. Bad. Now, there was that Eternal Sunshine one he did. I never saw that one. No, it was called Sunshine. Oh, Sunshine. And I never saw that one, though. I've seen most of what he's done. No. I liked him as Johnny Storm. He was... He was fun. He was Good fun. Good character. I liked him as Johnny Storm. Good character in that. Um, what else you got on movies? Um, so the last couple of weeks we have watched, um, Incredibles 2, you didn't watch it, I didn't watch and that. Hotel Transylvania 3, which I like the Hotel Transylvania movies. I think they're hilarious. Our kids love them too. They're really you good. You have watched the first one now because we made you watch it yesterday. Yes. And I heard you giggling in the corner a couple of times. I might have chuckled once or twice. I've got to say, Adam Sandler and his little crew that he brings along to nearly everything these days, you know, Kevin James and... Steve Buscemi. Yeah, and all those guys. David Spade. Just well, make me laugh. Andy Samberg in there as well. you know that they are ad-libbing half that movie and it is just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've got to say, though, episode three, you know, the Hotel Transylvania 3, I wasn't... It's odd. It's an odd movie. It was a bit forced for me. It didn't have like the natural like fun of the other two. Um, but did the kids right. enjoy it? You got to break it the down for family friendly. It. Will the kids enjoy it? Will the kids have fun? And that's really yeah. what parents are going to want to know on that one. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that kind of got me is the, the, the captain of the ship who he falls in love with. Um, she ends... The, the animation on her is like completely separate almost from the rest of the characters. And she kind of reminds me of Tweety Bird. What? And it's a bit weird. All like right. the way she looks, she should be a Looney Tune. And it's odd. I mean, when you see it, you'll be like, oh, oh, oh. It is a little odd. Um, All right. And then the way they win at the end of the movie, you're like, huh? how did really? that happen? What? Okay. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> felt like you were kind of being dragged along a little bit. And yeah, it was a bit odd. It was it was fun in a way, but didn't have the... I've got to be honest, and I felt bad because I love these... I've, I'm, me and the kids have enjoyed watching them together. It just didn't have the pizzazz of one and two. But it's worth a watch. Um, Incredibles 2, though, so good. I can't believe I haven't so, seen that yet. So, so, so good. I mean, it was worth the wait. Seriously worth the wait. Um, Jack Jack is hilarious. I mean, the stuff he can pull out. And Edna, I mean, this woman, her and Jack Jack have like this amazing scene together where, you know, um, Mr. Incredible is kind of completely just burnt out from looking after Jack Jack because he keeps, you know, doing all these different powers. And so he goes to Edna and says, will you watch him for one night? And she's like, has he got powers? And she's like, yes. And he's, she just takes him 
and has him for one night. And then the next morning, like he's walking around with um, uh, a bottle in his mouth, like it's one of the long cigars stuff. <laughs> and he's like, he's all kind of acting just like her. And it's hilarious. It's so good. And she's kind of figured out all this stuff about him. And she's just becomes this new thing. It's it's brilliant. Anyway, um, really good second movie. Really follows on for the first. I mean, it literally takes on straight after the first movie. Um, then why did it take you 20 years? Huh? Pixar? Huh? Why did it take you 20 years? Three matter. Toy Story mo- movies, was, three cars. No, it was, this should have been a long time ago. It was really, really good. But I'm not bitter. I'm worth, not, not bitter. Worth watching. Completely worth uh, that watching. One, I, I will have to wait at this point now until it drops digitally. Then we'll, we'll, we'll get it on iTunes. Yeah, it's definitely good though. That's cool. Um, Jumping back to the thing that you hate about Hollywood rehashing things, although this is good for Nintendo, uh, Mega Man 11 is getting a live action movie. That. Did you see that? I uh, did. They've released, uh, well, not, I mean, Mega Man 11 has been released as a video game, and now Mega Man will get a live action movie. Uh, it's, it's coming back to the front again, which I, that was one I really loved playing as a kid were the Mega Man games, but some of the hardest games that the the, the NES put out were those Mega Man games. Mm. Uh, always, Did you play them growing up? I think I played a couple, but they were later and then played them more as emulators. Okay. And the way I see them probably doing this, if you've seen the trailer for for Battle Angel Alita, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's probably going to look something similar with the way they do the character. It's from what I've heard on this so far. um, It's supposed to have about a year out, 2019 release date. Uh, for that one, it probably won't be this summer. It could be into the the late kind of autumn time. But it, it's something that it's fun. It kind of um, it kind of hits me because it, it's that's my childhood and seeing what they can do with it in a movie form. Yeah, we kind of like small wonders. I'm sure it's going to be the doctor scientist that builds this thing. Oh, it's my boy, like Astro Boy kind of thing. It'll follow that same. I hope they do something a little bit different because those stories get a little not that yeah. they get old, but but they they've been played out quite a bit. Can I can I also just say Aquaman trailer? It looked interesting. Oh, I hate the fact that they gave him the actual cartoon Aquaman costume. <laughs> that was so dumb. Okay, but knowing Jason Momoa, he's going to walk out in that thing. He, they have the picture, and he looks epic walking out, and puts the trident down, and being it glows. But I can see, like, the moment after that, he kind of looks down and goes, are you guys kidding me? And then, like, ripping it off. I really don't think he's going to keep that on, knowing just Let's him as an actor and, and what he's going to allow. But I, I really hope that doesn't hold much screen time. Just the same way that, you know, Hugh Jackman in, in the X-Men going, what, do you want me to go out there and yellow a spandex and just makes fun of the comic book outfit? I, yeah, I think they're going to do that as well. Yeah, but if he it does that, it's just going to be like, hey, you just ripped off Marvel again. You just ripped off Marvel? Oh, as far as in doing something like that? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but just some of those costumes don't don't translate well to the big screen. And it just looked a little cheesy when he came out. Kind of the way, even though I'm really excited about Shazam, but that outfit looks a lot cheesy on Zach yeah. Levi. Yeah. But I'm still, that, that one is probably, I'm more excited about that one than like any movie coming out in the next year. Do you know what the one that kind Except of- Except for maybe Bumblebee. Um, the one that because i'm not a will ferrell fan at all i can't stand him most of the time to be quite honest he's doing a new adaptation with john c Riley of sherlock holmes it looks so funny oh my gosh no it doesn't there's one (laughs) bit that i had to spite myself laughing because he does the robert downey jr sherlock where he's kind of figuring out you know how far to swing the cricket bat so he kind of kills the fly without cracking open the killer bee thing and then he does it but 
the killer bee kind of like container cracks anywhere and the bees go everywhere. And then John C. Riley pulls out this like little Smith and Western gun and he's trying to shoot bees. And that bit, I just, I couldn't stop myself laughing because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> and I've got to say, I was laughing more at John C. Riley than I was Will Ferrell. I was very proud of myself for that. But I'm like, why? I've never been a huge. I know I've never been a huge fan of those two together and Step Brothers and Talladega Nights. I know people love those, but I, they've never been movies that have been ones that I really want to sit down and watch. I can't. I just don't get his thing. I liked him in like Superstar, but he was barely in that, and that was more about Molly Shannon. You liked Megamind. Not really. I thought you liked that one because that, that was a, uh, a role I liked. Will Ferrell, voice acting. I didn't in at least. mind him in Elf. I liked Elf. I liked just Elf a lot. Just because of Zoe Deschanel. But the most of it, I was just kind of like, ugh. Nothing I've seen him in that I've been like, oh, I really loved that movie and it was so great and it was all to do with Will Ferrell, you know. He's just, he's not a funny guy to me. And I'm like, why are you doing Sherlock Holmes? Why? Yeah, I wasn't a fan why of him on SNL. need to? Yeah, on SNL, I really... Didn't click with them. Other than his Celebrity Jeopardy, I really enjoyed the Celebrity Jeopardies they did. But aside from that, there wasn't anything that... It might just be he's just a a comedic style that doesn't really jive well with me. And that's that's probably what it is. But for the most part, his stuff is just... I, I can live with it or I can watch it. It doesn't really phase me either way. It's never anything that I have to. It's kind of like the way that Paul Rudd used to be. Paul Rudd's grown on me a lot more recently, but the way his stuff used to be is like, eh, it's just Paul Rudd, whatever. I don't need to see that. But now he, he's, he's, uh, he's kind of grown on me like a fungus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like him to begin with. And now he's kind of, yeah, I've got to say, he I kind of like him you. now. I can deal with Paul Rudd now. Let me just run down real quick then, because we're probably getting towards the end of our time. Just some of the, the, the video games coming out. Black Ops 4 for those COD fans, October 12th. Uh, it'll be out just a few days after we post this podcast. Um, and it looks fantastic. They're going to be doing a Battle Royale mode. It's going to be really amazing to see what a AAA game studio can do with a Battle Royale game. I don't know if they're going to be able to overtake Fortnite, though, that's just taken over the world. Um, Soul Calibur 6 as well uh, is coming out at the end of this month. And then Red Dead Redemption 2. I know a lot of people are excited. October 26th, that game uh, will drop, and, and people are, are really clamoring over getting their hands on that one. Although I'm excited yeah. because we have a friend that just finished Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4 and he said we can borrow it. So we're going to be uh, playing yeah. some oh, it looks a, a game. Oh. It's, it's a 10 out of 10 everywhere. Everybody has that. Just it's almost a 10 quick, out of 10. Kind of like oop, oop. Uh, MCM Comic Con will be at the end of this month down at Excel again. And excitingly, we have not only Drax, Dave Batista going to be there. Vision. But Vision himself, Paul Bettany. And he was also just in Solo as well. He is there. He's going to be there as well on Saturday and Sunday. So if you are interested in going seeing those guys, MCM Comic Con, you can go and look it up on the website. Um, we'll should share a link, sort of thing. Um, we won't. We might be there on the Friday, but we won't be there on Saturday, which is a bit of a shame. We're going to actually be at a conference. Yeah. So we're missing Comic Con. So um, really looking forward to that. But just so you know, if you want to go, if you want to get tickets, so you can go and see those guys. Then they will be there. 
I know, and this one has me so excited because I have now my 40th anniversary, 40th anniversary, my 40th birthday present, my Captain America <laughs> shield. Well, it's uh, your 40th anniversary. Well, my 40th anniversary of being alive. Yes. Um, and and uh, so that'll be my first two signatures on that will be Drax and Vision. And that has me super stoked. I'm excited about I that. I know you're excited. So I'm go to MCM Comic Con end of the month. We wish we could stay longer, but conference, eh, I guess we got to yeah, go. We got to go. We got to go. Um, but I mean, I, I think for our, our first show, I mean, essentially in a month and a half, even though we had one in the middle, it seems just like a long time. We got to yeah, wrap did this. All right. We did all right. No, I did fine. You did all right. I did all right. Thank you. Thank you for saying You're I did all right. You're the one who right. deserted us all. I didn't desert you. Yes, you I did. I had to visit my family. And you deserted us. I deserted you. You deserted I'm us. sorry, guys. I even had recorded a little teaser bit that I never was able to post. It was going to be a little five-minute spot on on different things. Did you Did you hear that, how much, you know, he spent time thinking about this? I tried. I yeah, was so okay. busy, though, out there. I was just constantly going from thing to thing. Oh, it's... no. You were busy? <sighs> yes, I was busy in America eating sushi and eating all the cool American stuff that I can't get here. Although I did bring back a whole bunch of peanut butter M&Ms and wheat thins. Except the cat <laughs> ate the wheat thins. Why were you feeding my imported wheat thins to a cat? <laughs> Those are my, they're crackers and you can't get them here in England. And did she was feeding them to our cat. The cat liked I'm them. I'm sure the cat did, but they're not. The cats, they're mine. My wheat thins. You're lucky because he was about to go into the box and then you wouldn't have been able to eat any more I of those. still would have. I do not care. <laughs> Flea-ridden cat in my wheat thins. I don't care. My wheat thins. I will eat those. And okay. if, if wheat thins, I'll if you want to... I'll go and rub the cat all over your wheat would thins you then. Leave my wheat thins alone? I can't get them here. I'm sure if I paid a lot of money, I could have wah, them shipped wah, out here. Wah. And you can't get Eggo waffles? What is that, England? Where are my Eggo waffles? I want my Nutri-Grain Eggo waffles. I want my Wheat Thins. Wah, I want my Cheez-Its. The things that are just should be easy. Cheez-Its? I like, well, I, I don't really like Cheez-Its, but I had them out there. And I'm like, oh, I miss Cheez-Its. It's the weird things. Even Pop-Tarts. I couldn't really, I never ate Pop-Tarts. Did we ever Pop -tarts? buy? Pop-Tarts? You can get them over here. Well, I know, but the, all the flavors. You have a wall of flavors in, in America. The best ones are just the plain strawberry ones anyway. Yeah. Yeah, did we ever even have pop tarts in our house in America? Yes. Like maybe, like maybe a couple times, but not like as a normal thing. And it's just no, the, not the, a regular thing. Yeah, it's just funny the things that you miss when you're away from your country. Like, oh, I need a pop tart. Whoever says that? Like nobody ever says that. Although you did bring me green chili, and that makes me happy. Yes, and most people will not understand what green chili is because it is not just a chili which is green. It is very specific to the region of New Mexico, and it makes everything wonderful. You put it on burgers, you put it in stew, you put it on pizza, and we're having green chili. Stupid. It's in the crock yum. pot right now. Yum, yum. All, All right. right. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for, for patiently waiting for the next episode. Hopefully you have joined us again as, as uh, this is something that, that we're going to jump in and, and continue to do. We're really excited about, again, we are youth workers, about the youth work that's happening this year. Uh, the clubs will be a part of working in schools, actually picking up some mentoring roles. And, and, and hopefully I'm trying to team up with Comic-Con because I want to do a stuff the Batmobile kind of thing where um, working with low-income families, people can bring backpacks with the school supplies. And, well, I guess uh, Batmobile is not very big. We used to do a stuff the bus, and buses are bigger, and then more kids get backpacks. But something like that where we have a little trade-out with the Comic-Cons we're working with, and maybe you get free tickets for bringing backpacks and school supplies – that's all TBD, and I'll let you know if that works out later. But, you know, we're trying to, like, bring the things that we love together and use them. So Comic-Con and helping people. And, and that's that. All good stuff. All good stuff. But we love you guys. Um, yep. 
from the Geek Underground. Be unique. All righty, guys, and don't forget to be awesome. Uh, we love you. Thank you again for joining us, and just have a have a great day. Yep. Bye. The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.